Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to FRL. David Bray doesn't like the intro, but I don't give a shoot. He's to my left. He's joining me today because there's no Christian Piles. Also joining us via satellite from Wisconsin, a one oh, Ben yeah. Askren. Ben, how you doing on what I'm calling uh, college wrestling season eve? College wrestling, that's good. We, we did have some matches uh, two days ago, yes. The college season primarily gets, uh, gets going this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, feels good. It feels like the first season and in, in, in three seasons where we're really like locked and loaded, ready to go. Obviously two seasons ago was terrible. That was the current season. And even last season, I think we had some like survivor's guilt or something and we didn't, yeah. we, we weren't sure what was going to happen last year. We were all nervous. And, uh, so this year I'm fully ready to enjoy college wrestling season. Yeah. I am too. It's going to be a great season. It's going to be a great weekend too. I think there's some fun duels, a lot of good potential matchups at some of these opens that are uh, pr- pretty loaded. Uh, we talked about some of the best matchups yesterday that we could see. We'll get to a couple more today. But mm-hmm. first, I want to talk about uh, a high school kid, a recent commitment, a big commitment. In oh, Joe yeah. Seeley. How did we not say this yesterday? Penn State. I don't know. I don't know. It slipped it slipped through the cracks, but we're going to talk about it today. This is a huge pickup for Penn State in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, huge. I mean, he's he's the number 1 overall recruit um in the well, cl- fresh update to the big board. He's number 3. He's number 3. But Oh, fresh we update. updated the big board. Oh, about time <laughs> you guys got to work down there full wrestling. I know. We've been taking Months off. Hey, just doing nothing. Well, <laughs> not, well now I got to go. I'm going to look at the big board now, of course. Um, but you know, Seely, I I am very high on him. But I think I was most high after um, the UWW Cats last spring, and then obviously this summer he won the world championship. Um, he so he lost to Ferrari and actually relatively convincingly, and I, I didn't see that one coming. And then he lost also at the Super Thirty Two. Um, so I thought he was going to kind of make this jump, but obviously with the aggressive style he wrestles and then going to Penn State, I think that kind of bodes well for his future. Yeah, I do too. And and if there's, you know, if there's any, like, the, yeah, the the questions about him, there was, I think, for a little while, a question about the mat um, and, and maybe the Ferrari match still kind of calls that into question a little bit, but I think he made gains there last year. I mean, he he lost to Nico Ruiz twice, and the mat was a big reason for that. And and he obviously was able to catch him past Ruiz. Um, I I also I think Penn State's a good 
good, you know, if he has any kind of deficiencies, I think he's going to, he's going to be able to make those up at Penn state. I think that's good for him. But um, the thing that's, that's kind of got him at super 32 is that he just is not in very many super close matches. He usually, he usually can give up a takedown and it's no big deal. Cause he's going to get eight more. Um, and yeah. Joey blaze was able to make it a, really a one takedown match at the end. And, and uh, blaze just went and got it. And, um, I don't know. It was it was weird. It's a weird tactical like result. Weird to see Joe on Joe crime, and it, and it was Joe on Joe crime. I didn't even think about that. Hey, Tyler's got the commitment up. Tyler, you gotta you gotta show the next picture. You gotta show oh, the next the handmade cool. graphic that Joe Seeley did. This this thing Let is me really see something. <laughs> uh, for those just That's listening, uh, he photoshopped his face onto the famous Nittany Lion statue. So that's um okay. So now that Penn State has the number three and number six in that class. Yeah. Um, Are they yeah. done? You think? Are they going after Lil at all? Like, what do you think they're at? Uh, yeah. Why not? I don't think they're they're quite done. So they had a down year per their um whatever their normal. Yeah. Like this year because yeah, they basically only got Levi Haynes. Uh. Only quote unquote upsets, a big pickup, but um, but they're, they're well, in rebounding 20, in a pretty big way. Well, what about 2023? Let's see. So they got Kasich, Barr, who else is high that they got from that class? Braden uh, Davis. Braden Davis. Davis's stock has went down a little bit since last year. Um, I think he's still tough, but not like um, a number one, two guy like Penn State gets a lot. Yeah, Bard Davis and Kasek are, are the three big ones. Um, Those are three. Anyone else yeah. in that class for them? Uh, they got Kale Nasdio, Brandon Wenzel, AJ Frachoni. Uh, I think that's good. Frachoni. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. Yeah. So I mean, that's not that's not. Um, I mean, it's, it's obviously if you're a normal college, that's not a bad class at all. But for Penn State, you may be held to a little bit higher standards. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. And you'll see uh, where they do this, where, you know, they'll go, you know, number one, number one, number two, and then, like, not in the top 20, obviously, because they've yes. spent a lot of money yes. the past couple of years, so they have no money to spend. But it's okay, because they've backfilled every, almost every position that they need. And uh, this year was kind of a uh, a down year for them. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I did the recruiting class rankings. I don't think they were in the top 20. Um, yeah, I remember really? when I think they were, I think they were they like only leave my hands pretty much. I remember yeah. when you were in that like decision making process at the end. It was yeah, they were right, they were right on the edge. It was like, are they going to be in or not? And um, it, it depends a little bit about how, you know how you look at it. But yeah, it was it was a borderline top twenty class, and but that's that's what they needed. I mean that you know that's um, yeah. that's what they needed at the time. So so it was it was good for their situation, even if it wasn't like the best class. Uh, they could have yeah. got so, um, but yeah, I, I think it's crazy to say, but as good as Sealy already is, it se- seems like a guy with a lot of room to improve still in in terms of oh, just like they? adding some of the kind of some structure and um, some of those types of things. Like, who's number one? The the gym in there was like it was it was hot. There was a warm up room upstairs that was air conditioned, and it was like a place where most of the wrestlers were were able to kind of 
relax and like get out of the heat. And Joe just like, he just wanted to watch the wrestling. He was just sitting there watching and like huh. things like that, where it's like, if, if, if he starts to develop some of those sort of, um, tactics around, like just take care of yourself, take care of your body a little bit more, hydrate a little more, like just simple things. Like I think he's going to just, he has a lot of areas where he can get better. So, uh, well, but the hydration, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a simple one. Right. But like, it yeah. was crazy. Like he wrestled the first match, and he just sat. He just was there, and my, I remember thinking, like, man, I wonder if, where if he should be drinking water right now, yeah, um, for real. Um, but, yeah. So obviously, no movement on the eldest Ferrari, but with this Ferrari going number one in the class, um, it, where is he going to wrestle? The high school season? What tournaments is he going to compete in? Is he looking at any colleges? Do we have any idea? He says Melissa, Texas, but I have, I've never heard of them before. Yeah, my understanding is that the the coach at Melissa Texas is like he knows he knows that the the team doesn't have the right partners for Ferrari and so he's trying to find opportunities to get him to train. Ferrari has gone up to Stillwater, I know and and trained with them still like, you know, where he was last year. And so I know he's um like still kind of trying to get workouts in with with guys like Darian Lockett and What is what about his older his middle brother? Did he go to college somewhere? No, he's still. They're all. They'll like if you look at their Instagram stories, you'll see pictures of all three Ferrari brothers in the in the. Yeah, that's probably not a terrible idea. Um, but yeah. in the Melissa Texas room, so I think he's probably still wrestling with his uh, with his brothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably not an ideal. Definitely not an ideal training situation for him. I I I know a lot of colleges are interested in him. He put, he had an Instagram story uh, recently about Where do you Iowa. Huh? Uh, I well, Iowa came to visit him in Melissa, Texas. I haven't heard where he's gone to his visits yet, but um, I know he mentioned like Iowa. I don't even know if that was a school that he had mentioned when I talked to him this summer. But he talked about Minnesota, OU. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's we'll see. Okay, it'll All be right, interesting cool. to see how it all plays out. Yeah, it will be interesting. Lula's also another huge one. Davino. Davino was on his recruiting trip at Mizzou when I was there. Okay. Uh, from homecoming a couple weeks ago, and I have no idea where Koi Hopke. I know Koi Hopke played football. We we um they were trying to get him to wrestle either Marisol or Sinclair in the Big Cheese, um, and he he didn't want to because of football season. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing for who's number one. He um, yeah, football kept him out of that. Freaking football! <laughs> I know what the heck. Seriously. Yeah, a, a lot of the names on the uh, 2024 big board are, are starting to get scooped up by colleges. Potentially look for 2024 recruiting class rankings coming out maybe Ooh. late this week. Love this. Wait, wait, yeah, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. 2024 recruiting class rankings. Oh, already? Nah, man, this big board is empty, bro. Wait a I know, bit. but you, you, we put them out the and then gun. you update them as you go. That's how rankings work. Yeah, that's Jump great. And I, Penn State's probably going to be number one. Oh yeah. I mean, we got Schaefer to NC state was one that I saw earlier this week too. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but he, he's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. He's, he's solid. And he has, um, he's really made a huge jump in the last, like in the last few months. I mean, he, when he beat, uh, he beat Lockett at elite eight duels. That was a great win for him. And yeah. then, um, looked pretty solid at, at super 32 as well. I like, I like him and he's a guy that's, that's like, he's getting good now. And, and that's, cool to see is that that level of improvement yeah. happening like a little bit later in the career um i feel like we should uh i feel like you guys should wait like two weeks because i feel like 
at least with the guys that I'm advising, uh, I feel like they're taking their last visits coming up here before the high school season starts. And then I, you know, I, I think I'm not certain, but I think a lot of them will be making their decisions. Got to be within the next couple of weeks. I think weeks to, to maybe a month at most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, backing up for a second. You said, um, they were thinking about getting a, a, a matchup for Hopke with, with Mirasol or Sinclair, huh? Yeah. They were calling me and they said, you know, Hey, what about these guys? And, um, uh, I just want them to get challenges. So yeah. sure, let's go battle. Yeah. So so Sinclair, he like his injury, he must be doing better, huh? Uh he's actually not practicing yet. He uh, he got an MRI. I think he's gonna be fine. Um okay. because it's gonna be anything major. Mulvaney is uh he's almost a week away from getting cleared. Yeah, this is annoying because we had kind of kind of a bunch of in- we usually have almost no injuries in this fall. We had like five of them. It's super annoying. Yeah, that is annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um no, I don't know. I had, uh, yeah, Aiden actually had, uh, his MRI was like right next to my house. Or so we, we got lunch on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. One of the big, uh, names on this big board who's already been committed for a while, Mason Gibson, is also yeah. tossing his hat in the ring at the Clarion Open this weekend, along with some other high schoolers. I personally, uh, love to see this. The elite high school guys, uh, getting, the experience of wrestling in a college open and seeing exactly where they stack up against yeah. some of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You get a whole bunch here, but yeah, him and, I mean, obviously Forrest is the one that's probably the, uh, almost more interesting that he's doing it. This dude feels he's a freshman. like, I feel like he's wrestled everywhere this fall. I mean, I feel like he's got a hundred matches this fall. He, he literally cannot, uh, not wrestle on a weekend. He, yes. it's the only thing he knows how to do. It feels like he's like on a dual team, like every single weekend and he's got a hundred matches. I feel like at some point he has to slow down a little bit. But... It, it's interesting because I I love kids that love to compete, but then it's like this is like a very extreme level of competition. So I I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. I think you know, <laughs> I, at a high level, like he's going to like you know he's not doing some random local tournament. Bump. He's going to like elite eight duels and college opens and super thirty two. Yeah. yeah, every weekend. It's I like feel the like best I've seen him at a bunch of other. I feel like I've it. seen posts. Uh, I think I'm like I'm Paul Bishop McCord or something to that effect on Facebook, and I see posts once in a while where they say like, "Oh, this guy they, they were at this dual tournament, that dual tournament. He was seven and zero or eight and zero this weekend." Some something to that effect. Um, yeah. So uh, no, I, I love kids who love to compete, but <laughs> I've never seen anyone compete this much. So I'm very curious to see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, li- like so from. Working backwards to who's number one, which is like the last couple months, he was third at Super Thirty Two, which is like to take third. You probably it's probably eight matches, something like that. Um, then the week before that, he was at, or maybe it was two weeks before that, he's at Journeyman, five and zero there, Elite Eight duels, seven and zero there, um, and then wrestled at who's number one. So uh, that's a lot of it's a lot of wrestling. A lot of, a lot of wrestling. Oh wait, he might have mm-hmm. also might have also been. I at think Ultimate there was something duels. else, but might have been at Ult- Ultimate Club duels or something too. That one, I think, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. And now college opens. Uh, and, I mean, you know, the the probably the toughest guy in that 125-pound bracket is Matt Ramos. So the if Forrest or Gibson run into him, that'll be obviously a massive test. There's some other good guys in there too, but yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, very, very interested to see. Um, I, I really like Meyer Shapiro and uh, Ryder Rogatsky. Rogatsky's making a commitment because it's a – I don't know if you know it's a long haul from uh, Minnesota to Clarion. Yeah, I'm really committed I'm, to this. I'm guessing that's probably because 
the, a lot of the Navy team's going to be there, and and he probably wants mm. to, you know, he's committed there. He wants to get a probably get a chance to wrestle around those guys. So kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is a that's a serious trip. That is a serious trip. That's got to yeah. be. You, you can't be losing to a high schooler if you're if you're a college kid at a college open, especially oh, if you that lose... happens, bro. It's gonna happen to a bunch of these dudes. Those dudes I are know, I know. Matches. That's a tough look, especially Jax Forrest, who's a freshman. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. you know he, he's probably not he's not going zero and two. The field here isn't uh, yeah, he super ain't going deep. Going zero and two, I'll tell you that much. No, uh, these uh, in the field's not incredibly deep, so I think. A couple of these guys are going to make some pretty deep runs. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked at all. So yeah, Nomad said something interesting on on Twitter. He he said that you know he's glad to see these high school kids in the college opens, but he said the only sticking point is co- like college coaches potentially pushing back on non D one matches related to RPI and win percentage. Um, that that's an that's an interesting part of this whole I mean, pushing equation. back as in trying to get the tournament directors to ban the high school kids or uh, what are we saying? I wonder. I mean, that's there was a period of time where high schoolers yeah. weren't allowed to compete in in opens, sure. and, and I don't know where that pressure was coming from. If it was somebody saying it was about athlete safety, or if it was if it was college coaches really maybe, maybe uh, suggesting yeah. like, hey, we don't want our guys seeing these type of but. Yeah, wouldn't that be the same with D two and D three? Because I felt I, I guess from my uh, outside vantage point, I felt like that's why a lot of these Division one colleges are doing these, um, like six to eight to twelve team. You know, like Mizzou's doing the one, mm-hmm. Wisconsin's doing the one in Jacksonville, uh, Southern Illinois got one. You know, like they're doing these things where like Mizzou has six teams, and they each bring two athletes, so they get yeah. I don't know four, four or five matches or something. I felt like that's why these are like becoming a thing. Probably, um, guaranteeing those D one matches. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, it's all D one matches. There's no D two or D threes invited. The other thing that's making to make it tough to get matches for RPI and win percentage that opens is that is the new freshman rule that like you know you can't send freshmen unattached. So that's going to eliminate a whole bunch of guys that would normally be Either, at yeah. at a uh, at an open. But you can I still feel, send. So like, I, your... I do feel like though. I feel like. Uh... Let me push back because I feel like that may actually increase participations at opens because if I was a college coach right now and I could normally send all my freshmen to, you know, they're probably going to three or four opens in the first semester. Um, and now I can't just go send them and do my own thing as the varsity squad. Uh, and I and I think Mizzou is doing this. Obviously, the team I know the best, right? Um, I think they're taking like the whole team to maybe the Northern Iowa or or somewhere to that effect. But like I would take my whole team to one or two opens so I could go help and coach and watch all the freshmen and then my other guys get matches as well. So you'd actually have a lot more Division One people because if if it wasn't the case, I probably wouldn't have brought the rest of the squad also. Yeah, that could be. I just I'm thinking about like you know situations like um, I was talking to Troy Nickerson at Super Thirty Two and and he's taken his his starters to Binghamton for like they have you know a duel and then they'll have an open. Normally, he would just send the rest of the guys, send the freshmen to the Cowboy Open that same weekend, and and you know, yeah, go, yeah. Get, sure. go get act, go get some matches. But now it's like, well, we can't do that because we got we would have to be there with a coach. We'd have to send them attached. So yeah, sure. I, I do think there will be some of that where where normally those guys, those freshmen, they would be competing in an open every single week. They'd be at you know, they'd be at 
at Wyoming one week, they'd be at like a D2 open another week and, and you're going to, you would see those D1 matches happening at those opens. And now yeah. there's less, there's less ability to just, you know, do that when your team is traveling, things like that. But there could be, yeah, there, there could be some times where you bring the whole squad. So maybe it evens out. Maybe it evens out. Well, I get, I'll be curious to kind of pay attention to that. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, why? I mean, uh, I I uh, I wouldn't hate if it was four year colleges, but it seems like uh, um, like it wouldn't be too bad. Especially there's a lot of really tough D two colleges that are some some of which are tougher than Division one colleges. Like I don't really hate the Division two matches getting count- countered to the full win record of D one guys at all. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, though, JD? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like there used to be a, a bunch of D two teams at um, uh, CKLV, and I, I don't maybe there still is. I, I haven't looked at the roster. Still teams. goes, uh, but there were some kids that would do really well. Where there was, I mean, North in my era, North Dakota State was still Division two. I think they were transitioning. Uh, Carney had some good guys. Um, what was the other Montana State Northern or something like that? Always mm-hmm. had a pretty good squad. So there was, you know, you would definitely run into those kids, and you know. Not just like the first round, but like moving on throughout the tournament, you would definitely maybe hit some of those kids. Sure. Uh, yeah. Thinking of high schoolers competing at uh, college opens. One time at the Cowboy Open, it was when Aaron Brooks was out at the OTC, uh-huh. and he beat uh, one of my teammates. <laughs> and we were like, and this guy, like, he's a total meathead, like, knew nothing really about, like, wrestling, didn't watch wrestling, <laughs> but he's from Florida, just wrestled in high school or whatever, and came and joined the wrestling team, and we're like, bro, like, that that guy's in high school, like, you just got beat by a high schooler, like, pretty bad, <laughs> and, like, he's, like, devastated. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, uh, oh, like, I'm never gonna be good, this is awful. Uh, and then a little bit later, we told him, it's like, no, he's okay, it's like, He's like one of the best recruits in the country. But so funny. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you, you in this in this scenario where a high school you're saying college could lose to a high school kid, you know, it's kind of negative. Um, which I don't really see the big deal. But um obviously U twenties is probably yeah. half half ish, right? Where it's half high school mm-hmm. kids, half college kids, somewhere in there. And you know, a lot of high school kids do really well, so obviously they're taking on a bunch of college dudes. Sure. So, yeah. Did we also mention uh, at the Southeast Open, Mark Anthony McGowan and Cooper Hilton going to be competing? So not just to clear an open. Yeah. Southeast Open also have a couple couple big high school names. Yeah. Who's who's the the best college guy in that bracket? 125. Probably probably Cooper Hilton. I don't know if Entresca's in there. High school. What's that? You guys just did a preview. I read a pre. I read a full preview yesterday for that. Ventrusco's in there. Was, Is he, he's registered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So him or Cooper Flynn, Spencer Moore is also mm-hmm. in there. McCormick's, oh, yeah. McCormick's not bad. Wagner, decent. So, if Spencer Moore and uh, and Jack Forrest might be the same age though. <laughs> <laughs> he's legit. <laughs> don't you remember uh, I'm not joking I'm being serious remember Spencer, Spencer Moore like, graduated a year early yeah and he was but he was still cadet eligible yes don't you remember that like as oh, a yeah. senior yeah. in high school or something mm-hmm. he had graduated yeah. and was wrestling for the cadet world team 
skipped like seven grades or something. All, All right. right. Where do you guys want to go? Should we continue the countdown? Yeah. Let's count it countdown. down, baby. Let's count it down. I think we're at number nine, which is Minnesota. So quick glance at their lineup. We're looking at Pat McKee at 125. 33, there's going to be a little bit of a, a roster battle between Aaron Nagao and Jake Gleva. Uh, 41, Jake Berglund. 49, Block is 57, the return of Brayton Lee. 65, another wrestle-off situation between Sparks and Kale Carlson. 74, Bailey O'Reilly. 84, Isaiah Salazar. 97, Michael Foy. 285, Bennett Tabor. It's a pretty solid mm. lineup. I should Solid also mention um, at U23s, Foy mentioned the possibility of going down, uh, but 84? I don't think that. Yeah, but I don't think it makes sense. I know he's very undersized at 197. Yeah, um, it doesn't make sense for the lineup. Yeah, but I don't think it makes sense for the lineup. So I'm going under the assumption that he's going to be 97 again this year. Yeah, um, I know Craddiger's trying to get the 174 spot also, so they're pretty competitive. Um. Yeah, I think this team's good, not great. Uh, Berglund's probably gonna be all American again. Brayton Lee and McKee. Uh, man, it hurts so bad that they didn't get Gable back because that's uh, yeah, it's about twenty-five guaranteed points at NCAs, yeah. and that takes a lot to make up. So, uh, max upside. Are we do. Are we do. We're doing the questions, right? Yep. Max upside is not much higher than where they're at, unfortunately, right now. Unless one of these other guys emerges as a mid to high all-american threat um cuz i could see like a blockist uh 133 spark that kind of guy i could see them like in the round of 12 or somewhere close mm-hmm. but say if you told me they're fourth i'd be like come on you know i would be shocked yeah i will say this the number 9 ranking is without gable right yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nagao looked good at U23 Worlds and, and makes me wonder like what what we could get out of him. But 133, I, I feel like is a pretty good weight and, and cracking the podium is going to be yeah. really tough. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, yeah. you look at like a lot of the rest of the lineup and McKee sitting at three feels like that's that's Max. probably where, you know, you feel like that's where he, that's always where he ends up. But that is like. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, to... with his up and down, up and downness, I don't know right. if that's uh, up and downness is a word, but um, I feel like there's a possibility that he could be going down further. Now, than that. where they could make up ground is 157. Exactly, Brayton Lee. Ooh, he's he, currently he he's currently ranked fifth behind Ooh, Bryce yeah. and Donian, but he's a legit title threat. Yes, 100. percent 157 has like. Only title threats. Yeah, everybody in there, everybody in the top, however six or whatever, can <laughs> that's win called it. Par- that's called parody. And so honestly, all, all if you wouldn't, about equal. if you wouldn't have taken the weird loss to uh, Garrett Model last year, yeah. he'd he'd be ranked number one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his only loss before getting injured last year. And he's got uh, he's got really? wins. It doesn't feel right. Oh, I'm, he I'm had... looking it up now. Now I have to re-log into uh, Vessel Set. Yeah, it was. It was his only loss. Wow. He got injured in the duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 and 2, so you said another loss was the injury? Yeah, yep. and Will Luan's won. He beat Will Luan last year, So he had, and he would he beat Peyton Robb, beat Caleb Young, um, yeah. beat Jared Jacobs. He, he would, he, yeah. He'd he be the guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. For sure. Frantic, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he could definitely be the guy. 
Beat Frantic. Yeah, he, yeah, he would be one. He really doesn't have very many bad losses in his in his whole college career. Because even you go back to 2021, Hydley, Deacon, Carr, Caleb Young, and Tiebreaker, who I know he's got a whole bunch of other wins against him. Um, Deacon again, and then you go back to the year before that. The one, Colin Puritan is kind of a bad loss, but then you got Lugo, Lugo, Sasso. Um, there's just not a lot of bad losses anywhere in his career. Except yeah. the one. Except the oh, Puritan's the only bad one. Because even then, even his, even his first year, oh no, I found one more. Chase Straw. I don't know him, but they first, first side was stand up. Decorey, David Carr, and uh, Pantelio. I mean, those yeah. are all real good dudes. Yeah, I, I think. All right. Really he's their he's yeah, he's their opportunity right he's the one that that could move up yeah. um you, you never know right maybe one of these other guys sneaks on but doesn't seem like super likely with gable it's a whole different whole different situation yeah agreed i'm also interested to see exactly what happens for them at at 165 sparks came out really strong was that two years ago yep. and then got hurt last year k carson took over and it'll be in a, a national qualifier for him, so that'll yeah, be another he, kind of tough. Yeah, that that that'll be another one where it's it feels like the early wrestle off doesn't matter too much, and it'll be decided in tournaments and duels throughout the season, and then a wrestle off at the end of the year probably. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm looking at the the team rankings right now, and if you're talking about max upside, there are. Seven, eight, and nine are all within like two and a half points. So maybe they get a couple spots higher. Maybe they, you know, they're ranked ninth. If everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do, or somebody outperforms by a little bit, maybe they can move up a couple spots. That's that seems yeah. within the realm of possibility, just because the field is is close right there. Yeah, I feel like Minnesota does a good job of getting their guys to compete in March. Their best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't have data to prove this. <laughs> this is no this data. Is just a gut, a gut feeling. I mean, one of the other things, though, uh, to to push back on that, um, I feel like historically Minnesota is always like banged up at NCAAs, like big tape knees and stuff like this. Yeah. So um, I would have to go look look through it, uh, look through the data before I make uh, audacious assumptions. Uh, Someone statements. crunched the numbers for us. But quant division. You're not good, not good enough with just the analytics on this one. <laughs> uh, the max upside for the Gophers this year, I think we're looking at six. I think like, uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah, I, I would say I. I don't know. I think seven. I think seven. Just because the top six right now, I don't know how they get past Penn State, Iowa, Arizona State, Ohio State, Michigan, or Missouri. Yeah. 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 Good call. How many A's? Uh, so we said McKee. Two. I think Berglund, two and a half. Is the, I think it's two and a half because you could is the is the over under because you could see Berglund not all Americaning. Mm-hmm. Um, right. McKee is he's kind of all over the place. Um, I would take the yeah, over you, though at two and a half. You take the over. Yeah. I would. I'd I'd, t- I'd go three. I'm gonna go under. I'm going. They're getting two. Wow. Wow. I know. Higher or lower than current ranking at the end of the year? 
Probably got to get the nod to lower. If you have to pick one, I feel safer with that lower. pick. Yeah. yeah. Although, what's the difference in points from fifth to first? Um, uh, a lot. Yeah, like ten number. points probably. Or if if Brayden can can win it all, that's that's big points and that's enough leeway for, you know, a man. A but you look at the teams above them away. and you're like, wait, how's that gonna happen though? Yeah. You look at Cornell and you're like, okay, Yanni's gonna win. Yanni's gonna Vito's win. Gonna right. Be top three, uh, and then you got Julian Ramirez, Foca, Cardenas, Fernandez that are you know low was an All American last year like. Yeah, they got a lot more bullets in the chamber. True. Better duel or tournament team? I think it's a du- good duel. It's uh, a good sorry, duel. 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 Yeah, they have no, no weak spots. Either. No weak spots. Yeah. Yeah, nine rank guys. Nine rank guys. Um, and and you can pretty much. I don't know. I I even think that they're going to wrestle a fair number of duels with McKee out and Spratly in, and I think they're going to be that's not bad. Just fine there. I, mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I don't think the results are official, but I I think I heard that Spratly beat McKee in a wrestle off. What? Um, yeah. But did they tell him it was the wrestlebacks or no? No. 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 He yeah. He was just. <laughs> they told him it was a they, front they, side. You can't hold it against him. That's true. Uh, but so yeah, wait, I think yeah, I think wait, even so. Uh, Bray, did you just drop that on us with uh, and just try to like glance over? Did that really happen? Yeah. Really? When? Yes. Soon. Uh, I think la- I think it was uh, last weekend, something like that. Oh, impressive! Spratly's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. All right. So that was class. Minnesota. Solid all around right. team. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Cornell. Big red. 125. Um, who really knows? Could be Dom LaJoy. Could be Greg D. Maybe even Brett Unger. 33. Vito. 41. Probably Vince Cornella. Maybe Josh Saunders. 49. Yanni. 57. Colton Yapujan. 65. It's pretty much this. It was the same as it was last year. Ramirez, Foca, Lau, Cardenas, Fernandez. Closing out. Yeah. And that, that, that top half is young, and they had a pretty good year last year kind of as, as a bunch. It'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, continue improvement. I said that yesterday that, you know, that first year, second year of your four years of eligibility, generally your biggest jump. Um, so we'll see if they can follow through with that. Because Ramirez was a round 12 guy. Folk had some really good wins. I mean, remember he was beating Storaki going in third period and then kind of fell off on his injuries or weight cutting or what the he deal got, was. Didn't he get hurt on, like, the last duel? I don't last know what year, it was. He's I think he wasn't like quite the same, the same afterwards. He like got yeah. hit in the head. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Cardenas obviously had a pretty good year, but ninety-seven is his stat. Yeah, it was against then, O'Malley. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and he ended up. That was uh, one of the last duels of the year. That was in February, and then he also ended up uh, med forfeiting out of EIWAs. Dang. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like they, you know, when you talk about them, this versus the Minnesota team, like, I think they got a lot of bullets in the chamber. Like, I think if you told me any one of these guys on, on the top half of their lineup um, was an All-American, uh, I wouldn't really be all that surprised. Um, and then, you know, you couple that with the fact that, you know, Yanni and Vito are going to score a gigantic amount of points. Um, that makes this team, like, really do. So, you think max upside that makes this team pretty dangerous. What do you guys expect from Cornella this year? 
Um, especially with the the state of 141. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Definitely national qualifier. I'm thinking eh, maybe pick up a win or two at NCAs. I'm not yeah. predicting podium. Uh, you know, there's still guys like yeah, uh, Bo Bartlett, Ryan Jack, D'Amelio. That'll mm-hmm. be Parker Phillies. That'll be fighting for a spot that I think are still going to have that edge on yeah. him this year. But I think he has a very good record and does very well and shows that he's going to be an All-American uh, threat his last three years. Yeah, he's good. Um, got he has good scrambling ability. Um, but, you know, it's actually doesn't feel he's not super well suited for freestyle, but he still made the world team there. Um, he had a close match with Keyshawn Clark, close match with Clay Carlson last year. Um, but he did have a few not so great losses, and he didn't have any huge wins. So, um, he could do some damage, but I'm I'm not certain on it yet. That's what, yeah, I'm really curious about him, and I, I do think 41 is. I mean, it's tough, but but seem like there are a number of guys in there that are they're definitely beatable. Um, and it yeah. seems like a weight where we might there might be somebody that that we don't see coming. It like Berglund was that guy last year in in this weight, and the weight was way tougher last year. He made the podium, and I kind of wonder like I kind of wonder is Cornella a guy like that this year at 141 that that. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he snuck on there, if he was 7th or 8th. I, I don't think I would pick it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he made really good progress this summer. So, And, I mean, th- he's got Yanni right there in the weight range. He's got, um, mm-hmm. you know, Meyer Shapiro's yeah. in there and around. I think he's got good partners. I wouldn't be surprised if Cornella. Just saying stay woke on, on Cornella. Don't sleep on him. Don't what do about it. Luis Fernandez? You guys got him at 10th, and I feel, but I feel like he's right there with um, – I, I would be pretty surprised to see him beat Cassiopeia or above, but kind of below that, I feel like he can mix it up with all those dudes. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it it's going to be tough to to crack into that top eight, but it, I think he could do it. I mean, he was he was three and two at NCAs last year. Um, you say one, he one beats away. Yeah, you say he beats Tate Orndorff. I'm like, I I, yeah, I believe that exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who's the best guy he beat last year? Hilger, he beat Hilger. Who else did he beat? Uh, he lost Jordan Ward a couple of times. He lost to Wyatt Hendrickson. Lost to Greg. Yeah, so he didn't have any of those All-America wins last year, but he was really good. Uh, 21-9, three wins at NCAAs. Wouldn't be shocked to see him on the podium. Yeah. Yeah, I think they got a lot of guys like that that are kind of yeah right around right around there. Um, what All is right. max upside if everything goes perfect for them is freaking high. Uh, trophy, yes, uh, yeah. If everything was, I mean, what if Cornell is really good, you know, and then then they have essentially Vito and Yanni and six other all American threats because I think I'm out on 57 and 25. Um, so if everything went well for them, they snuck all those guys on the podium, dude. That's so many points. Do I think that's going to happen? No, but if we're saying max upside, then that's what you got to consider. What percentage shot are we giving Vito at making the finals and then winning? I don't. I don't think. I mean, when, I, he's going to beat both those dudes, so that percentage is lower right. significantly. Assume because he's going to be. Assuming he basically runs table, he's going to be three seed, probably hit Dayton in the semi, 
Roman in the final. I don't think he's that far behind Dayton. Uh, you know, I'd say like something. I, I don't want to say coin flip, but it's not super far off. So what you're thinking? Like, uh, you're giving him forty um, percent chance in yeah. the finals, and then with another, let's say if I put him a little lower, 40 percent chance. That's somewhere on a point one six odds. Point one six. Yeah, I thought you give it a little bit higher than that. A little higher, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. I think he's going to score yeah. third place points. I mean, that just feels like what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, so right now, going through that that lineup, twenty five is not projected to score any points. I don't, I know. I think that's right. Thirty three, third place points. Forty one, they're projected to score zero points. I don't see any way that that happens. It's going to be at least at least a couple, I would think, minimum, mm-hmm. um, and potentially. All American points. Uh, Yanni's gonna—he's seated to get for, uh, first place points. Think that's gonna happen. Yapujin is honorable mention, so he's not supposed to get any points. I would see him probably winning a, a match. match or two. Yeah, that's a couple—you know—a couple more points. Ramirez is projected to score two points, and that could be what happens, or he can end up doing a lot better. Uh, Foca half a point. He could score more than that. Um, Low is projected to get. Uh, Seventh place was just six and a half points. That could, that sounds probably about right. Cardenas half a point. I think that's probably gonna he's probably gonna do better than that. And then Fernandez two points. And so we think Max upside third. They could. I think that's possible. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the max upside. I don't think max upside is gonna happen, but we're acknowledging. We're talking max about upside. best case scenario. Best case scenario is really high for them. All right, Cornell. How many AAs? Uh, I think we said what eight is the I'm max. Say, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dana was four. So you feel really good about Yanni, Vito, Yanni Vito, and then I don't shake them up. There's six other ones that I think are possible that are right on the yeah. edge. I'm it's, gonna say two, two, of them get two of them it. fall. Yes. That feels right. Yeah, anywhere between two. Like if they ended up with two All Americans, though, that would not be that. Weird. That's what I'm saying. That's this is a this For is a sure. wild team. This is gonna be a wild ride. Yeah. This team is gonna be nuts. And they'll have mm-hmm. like it seems like occasionally they'll have a duel where where they're down or where they just you know they don't. Like, was I feel it the like they don't have duel? a ton of depth. So sometimes when they drop off their 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 starter, it's kind of a big drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there was that duel that Lehigh duel last year where I think they they got upset in like two or three weights and. It was like, oh man, it's are the wheels falling off this bus? And then they got it back together, and they ended up being pretty good. But there's gonna, I feel like it's gonna be like that this year, where they're gonna have a performance somewhere that's not gonna be good, and everyone's gonna throw their hands up, and it's like, all right, well now it's just the the Vito and Yanni show. But then there's gonna be other times where guys are gonna do big things. It's gonna be a roller coaster with this team all year, I think. Yeah, I agree. So the end uh, of the year, higher or lower than current ranking? I think you gotta higher. pick higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, picking one. Better duel uh, or tournament? I say tournament. Man, pretty good at both. With yeah, no holes, but high points from Vito and Yanni. Yeah, I think like so when like you a tournament thing, they they uh, a lot of times have people out of duels and the backup's not that great and it's kind of a big drop off. So that's why I think that. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Yep, tournament, I think, too. All right, from one big red to another big red, number seven. Wow. Nebraska. 
We got Liam Cronin at 125, 33, Dryden, Berwick, Serrano, or Thompson. Who knows what's going to hap- happen there. 41, Brock Hardy, 49, love it. 57, Rob, 65, either Jagger Condomini, who I think I think it's going to be Condomini, but maybe Bub Wilson, he was a starter last year. 74, Labriola, 84, either Haas or Pinto. 197. I've heard good things on, on Pinto. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched him wrestle much lately, but I really liked him in high school. 197, Seth Allred. 285, Kale Davidson. Hey, let me ask you guys a question here. I look at this team, and I think how and that Sam Howell, they rated higher than Cornell. I'll tell you how. It's cause they tell have, me how. It's because they have two twos and a three. So Love they got Rob. Ridge, Rob, and Labriola, those three, but none of their other guys can be rated that. I mean – What's the next highest guy? Like fifteen or something? Bubba Wilson is sixteenth. So sixteen, okay. They are so they, just because yeah. They're projected to get all but one and a half of their points from those three guys. From <laughs> Love and oh, Robin Lariola. Yeah. Yeah. Well um, it just shows you how skewed the tournament tournament scoring system is to yes. first to third. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing about Nebraska that's interesting is like they only have five guys ranked, but but they, that's because we have, you know, we don't know really who's going at 33. They have a couple. I mean, obviously, there's all this drama going on, going on with Berwick right now. Um, they also have Dryden there. You got to imagine Berwick like, was. Uh, I, I mean, Berwick wasn't great last season. Like he's not bad. He's solid. Same thing. I actually think him and Serrano had a barn burner. Uh, and then Dryden's like, he's okay, but not nothing those, to write home about in my opinion. Probably, yeah but those guys do feel like NCAA qualifiers to me probably yeah um, all, all of them and then and then like Brock Hardy feels like definitely a qualifier type what, why didn't Brock Hardy wrestle any matches last year he only had five, he only had five matches so now he's like 27 years old and he's only had 10 total college matches he's, he's competing no I don't, I don't know I'm not sure then like yeah. then, there's also rumors see. that Ridge Lovett's gonna redshirt but, oh really? Uh, oh, he didn't wrestle because Chad Red was wrestling. He's not. Uh, he's not answered my question. Okay. Well. Yeah, I can't tell you for sure. I'd love to know that. Uh, the other thing too, see. Pinto. I mean, he hasn't. I don't. Has Pinto wrestled a, a match since? Who's number one in twenty twenty? Well, why didn't he didn't wrestle that season or why? He was hurt. He had he he got hurt at who's number one. Still, Lenny won the match. Pinto has exactly zero matches. I don't think he wrestled any matches his senior year of high school either because he was – I think he had a, a knee injury or something. What? So, yeah. That's so preposterous. He, I don't so think we're talking October 2020? Mm-hmm. What in the world? But I hear really good things about him. The guy is like – That's what I do too, but is he ever going to wrestle? I think he is. I think he's – I think he's – I think he's been hibernating. Um, hibernating. Nice. That hibernation guy, is over. And then it's like who knows? I mean – yeah. yeah, it looks like there's it looks like there's literally zero. Holy moly, literally zero matches. So then, who knows? Like, who knows how he he does? I think he'll I think he'll do pretty well. Um, we'll probably get some points from there. Uh, and then and then Allred, I've heard good things about him too. So, uh, and and Kale Davidson, who knows? He was I, uh, who I don't know. Kale Davidson, tell me some, more about him. He transferred from Wyoming. He had some good moments there at 197, and then okay. you know transferred over. Um, so I don't know, but half their lineup's not ranked. You also would have, wouldn't have ever thought Christian Lance was going to do anything right for right. them at heavyweight either. 
D2, though. That's true. You got to trust it. That's um, true. So I just, I just think we're going to have more than five Huskers in the rankings most of the time once the season gets going. That's just going to – it's just. Nah, I don't feel like they're going to be that high, though. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I, it's, if one of them – if, like, one of these guys turns out to be an All-American, I, I don't know. I don't – I think that's hey, very, very did possible. Did you know tomorrow night is Jordan Burrow's night at Nebraska Dual Meet? No. I did not. Just, just letting you know. Okay. What are is they doing? he going to be in attendance? I don't know. I don't. I just got on said Jordan Burrow's night. They giving out bobbleheads or what? I don't. Bobbleheads would be good. They did that for me all the way back in 2007. Yeah, some bobbleheads. That'd be a good touch. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, if Rich really does redshirt, that's a that's a huge hit. That's a huge hit. Obviously. So it, it, it's. Red Real is truly on the table because he's been in college forever. Yes. Uh, what about Rob? I feel like he's us. <laughs> I feel like the same thing, but you never know what these guys' eligibility is. I'm pretty sure he. This is his last year as well. Last year. Yes, yeah, so and then it really wouldn't make sense because you know if you. No, Peyton Rob's just, just a junior eligibility wise. This Dude, year, I, it feels like he's been here forever. I mean, it, it's his fifth year, but. Does Nebraska have more shaved head dudes than any other team? Uh, I mean, Rob looks like he he bicked it, and so does uh, um, uh, Brock Hardy. Total. Yep, Mr. Clean. Super clean. Yeah. Um, All right, I'm going. uh, I'm going two AAs, uh, and I'm going lower. And you're saying two. You're saying two because you believe that that Ridge Love is redshirting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man, if that if if he's redshirting, then I I think two. If he's it not, seems, I think three. It seems like an interesting move to redshirt this year when you still have Rob and Labriola on the same. Well, I think team. the thing would be that Yanni graduates, right? And he wants yeah, to win a title. Individual wise, I'm just talking about if you get all these guys, you could maybe push for a trophy. Yeah. Whereas it feels like. Next year, probably probably not happening. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, <laughs> individually, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, Bridge, um, to redshirt. All right, you go higher or lower the current ranking. You, I think you got to pick lower. Yes, JD? lower. Right. Yeah, if right, cool. uh, if Lovett's out, then that's like sixteen points. That would put him. That would put him down in like the third, the the fifteen ish range as a team. Um, and then last one would be a dual tournament team. Right tournament? now, right now, tournament. Yeah, I think so. I don't think anyone would argue that either. Although by the end of the year, we might, you know, we might say something else if if they end up with these other unranked guys in that, you know, ranked in that fifteen to twenty yeah, range. If Kahneman and Pinto sure. step up and are solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the best team ever, Mizzou. Best team in history. <laughs> the sixth best team this year, so maybe not the best team ever. But a solid team nonetheless, top to bottom. Looking at 125, Noah Certain, 33, Connor Brown, 41, Alan Hart, 49, Brock Mahler, 57, Jared JQ, 65, Keegan O'Toole, 74, Peyton Mako, 84, Sean Harmon, 97, Rocky Elam, 285, Zach Elam. That's a solid lineup. Uh, solid lineup. And 
we have a bunch of uh, all Americans and a bunch of Browner Twelvers. So Certain, Hart, um, Mako, and Zach Elam were all around the twelve guys. Um, Rocky, Rocky and Keegan all and Rocky Keegan and Brock all Americans. So I mean, they got a lot of guys who are right on that edge of making it. Obviously, Harmon had a few big wins last year. JQs, I don't think he's ever been around uh, sixteen, and he has not shown a ton of improvement. Brock Mahler is at 149 is a spot where they can make up some points, too. He's currently he's ranked 10 or 11 or something. He's ninth. Ninth, okay. Um, right now, if you say he ends up middle All-American, that, that is not surprising at all. Right now, he's behind Yaya, Mirren, Parco, Milner. Like mm-hmm. He's right there with those guys, obviously. It could beat yep. them. Yeah. I think Rocky I, Elam, too, could, yeah, could move up. Yeah, he's another one. He, I mean, if he's in the finals, that's that's not really too crazy to think about. If he wins, it's not crazy to think about. Um, yep. But if also if he's sixth, like sixth or seventh, that, that could happen too. So it's kind of the state of one ninety seven as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. He has had two good NCAA tournaments where he probably wrestled uh, above his seed or better than people predicted that he would do. Mm-hmm. Fifth and, fifth and fourth in his first two years. Um, I would love to see Alan Hart get on the podium because he's been so close. Um, you remember he was beating Chad Red two years ago, uh, and Chad Red came back and beat him by a point. That was, that was a hard one. And then Noah Certain appears to be making some improvement. He was way better last year than he was two years ago, so hopefully that improvement can continue. Um, yeah, two two years ago in twenty twenty one, he was nine at nine and six, and then last year he was twenty two and nine. He was uh. But three and two at the NCAAs. Yeah. Speaking on Alan Hart, like Andrew Aliris is fourth. I'm pretty sure Hart's beaten him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Aliris, Carlson, so. and Hart have all. They're kind of went back and forth a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we're looking at Berglund at third. Like Hart's looking at, you know, possibly a, a top three, maybe even two finish if he yeah. wrestles really, really well. Yeah. Because I'm looking back at. Noah Certain, and I'm almost more bullish on him because I didn't realize he lost to like some dudes who were not very good at all. Um, you know, looking back, some D- first year he lost to some D two D three guys, um, and then you know, like even 2021 season he lost to I don't know these guys, uh, but they don't appear to be ranked very high in rough set. Tanner Jordan and Brendan Garcia, um, and then Dak Punky, who's not on the team anymore at Mizzou. So you know, he had some not so great losses that year. Roller coaster, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now last year he was, he was, uh, he was pretty solid. I think he was beating Teske and then got pinned. Um, lost to Ayala and then had a ridiculously crazy one. We lost to Ayala in that was it fifth place match or third place match at Scuffle, mm-hmm. and it was just like, dude, you fell apart. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but then Lamont Courtney. Um, I guess the one bad loss would be the Northern Colorado kid, Jace Colzer. But then, you know, all the other lasts are like, eh, that guy's pretty good. So what do we think Max upside? I First. think <laughs> I want to, I'm, I'm saying three though. Uh, I think they can get to three. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think they some could. of those guys that were round 12s can move a little further. So they would have to right, right now they're, Projected to score 54 points. Arizona State is in third, projected to score 67. This is all before bonus or anything like that. So, um, uh, yeah, making up 13 points is definitely possible if if, uh, if Hart goes up a couple spots, if Elam goes up a couple spots, if Mahler, you know, 
Keen gets some pins. Marco at right now. Let me see where Marco's at. Yeah, Keen gets some pins. Actually, I mean, just kind of as a whole, um, you would say Missouri. I, I wonder how many bonus they had last year at NCAA. It feels like they have a lot of guys who are pinners. So Marco's at nine right now. So I feel like Romero, we don't even know if Romero's going to wrestle. So let's move him up to eight. <laughs> right now, Mako and Mahler are projected to score four points between the two of them. You got to imagine. That, that ain't going to happen. You got to be crazy. I mean, Mako's a guy who's gotten he's gotten better every year because the first year he was a friend, you know, the first year as a red shirt, he didn't do very well. Second year he was a fringe NCAA qualifier. Um, then two years ago he won two matches, and then last year he won three matches and made the round of twelve and was close there. So you know, he's a guy who's gotten better every single year. He is a guy who gets pins. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up, see how many uh, bonus points we had last year at the NCAAs. You guys keep going. I'll, I'll, well, I'll yeah, we've been doing that. How many AAs? Hmm. You feel good Four. about? You feel, you feel pretty good about Keegan yes. getting on for I, yeah, sure. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> uh, Rocky Elam, mm-hmm. you feel pretty good about him. But then I feel like after that, it's kind of everyone is kind of up in the air. I honestly, even though he's not, he's yes. like not that high, not ranked that high. I, I feel pretty confident Mahler's going to be an All American again. Yeah, just given his his history, he's already been there twice. Like the other guys that are seated to be All Americans are ranked Hart and Zach Elam. Zach Elam like seventh right way. now, I think. Yeah, they could Hart and Zach Elam could go either way. I feel like, um, so, but I, I think I think it's probably four or five be my guess. I feel, yeah, I feel pretty good about four. Or like, I would set the line maybe at four and a half and it would be tough. I'd maybe take the over. And maybe go under. How many do you think, Ben? Ten? So, uh, no, I, I said four, I, but I think it could be as high as, I mean, there's eight guys that have possibilities. I just looked, Mizzou had five pins in his last year. Um and three other bonus point wins. So, um, we'll say good, good, not great bonus. Rocky Elam didn't get any bonus last year, so Rocky, we need we needed some. He he did kind of have a tough path though because he had second round he beat Bastida, then he lost to Buchanan, and then he he beat Bonacorsi, Schultz, Hoffman. Um, so he didn't bonus any of those dudes, but they're I feel like those are all pretty good dudes for sure. And then he he lost to Buchanan again, and all those so, dudes are uh, back. All those dudes are back, yeah. Um, nine seven is tough. Let's so, um, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll get some bonus for sure. Um, and Ke- you know, the other one, Keegan was injured in multiple ways at NCAs, and he only had one bonus point victory. Um, so I feel like I feel like if you said over under on more one bonus point victory for Keegan this year, I'm I'm probably putting my house on the over. Take it so higher or lower. And current ranking at the end of the year. Higher, duh. I do. I do think so. I do think that it's going to be a really fun team race. I think that that you know those three and four spots for the trophy are going to be very very competitive. But uh, I I think they'll I think they'll right yeah. above them at five is Michigan, then Ohio State, then Arizona State. The tough nuts to crack. Yeah, and also, man, teams that I think all, I think all those teams are really fun. They're all they all have a lot of opportunity to to keep to keep moving up um 
I think they're going to do a little better. I think I think Missouri's going to going to be better than sixth. All right, I can agree. Five or four feels right. Better duel or tournament team? Uh, I think I think for sure you know ball. they're a very very solid duel team. Yes, like whether you know we talk about like whether they get you know four All Americans or or six or seven or eight like those everybody top to bottom is is ranked. Um, everybody's pretty good. Everybody other than you know four guys are ranked in the top ten. So yeah, yeah, that's a good, it's yeah. a super good duel team. I would say duel team. I think they can go with anyone in the duels. Um, and then tournament to be really really elite tournament team, they're gonna have to few these guys figure out how to get a little higher up on the podium. Duel. All right, so that brings us to the top five. I think we're going to leave those for another date. Next week. Yep. Now, we do have some voicemails. Oh, yeah, love the voicemails. In a while. Tyler, if you can cue these up for us. I think the first one. You get one... no, no Twitter questions on here today, JD. So we I know. Got a well, Christian's, a, and... Christian's, Christian's the Twitter guy. Uh, so I, I guess I kind of dropped the ball asking for questions. Wow. But. <laughs> Sorry, let's get some voicemail. All right, Ty, if you can play Jonathan from Massachusetts for us. Hey, guys, this is uh, Jonathan from New Bedford, Massachusetts. I got a two-part question. Uh, the first one is um, about P.J. Duke. Just curious as to why he was bumped down to number three. I mean, this guy's literally lost, like, what, one match um, in an entire calendar year. He won Super 32 last year. He won Super 32 this year. Uh, he went to the number one guy at 132 last year. Uh, All right, let's cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so he didn't, he didn't also, really, he didn't really move down. What? KD, is this you? <laughs> yeah, this might be PJ Duke's coach, KD. <laughs> yeah, it might be. No, so, so PJ Duke was. Third, Nasir Bailey registered for Super 32 at 132. So then Nasir Bailey was ranked at 132. Then Nasir Bailey didn't wrestle at 132, so he came. He went back up to 138 in the rankings and remained number one. So he didn't real. He didn't actually like in any meaningful way move down. And and he won Super 32. Looked great. Dominated the field. I think he beat Buzaka. He beat Vince Buzakis in the finals. It's a guy who's like six, seven, eight somewhere in there. So um, yeah, yeah well, nice great. To see those are the other guys in the bracket. Yeah, he just I mean, the the real like unfortunate part is Ryder Block and Nasir Bailey were originally registered to be at that tournament and they didn't come. Yeah. And th- so that's that's a bummer because I want to see those matches like I think, you know, there's a very there's a, there's a good chance PJ Duke would be number one if those guys had been in the bracket. And, and he I think he looks like he can beat him, um, but he hasn't had the chance yet. So that's that's where we're at. And what this guy would go on to say, he kept bringing up. Who's number one? Um, and that he thinks if PJ wins out, he should get to wrestle at who's number one, which, fortunately for him, both Nasir Bailey and Ryder Block are seniors. So, yeah. Yes, he will get to wrestle at who's If he wins one. every match that he wrestles from now until then, he will. He'll I mean, be a new one. yeah. And, sure. and, dude, he was, he was dang near in this year. He's really good. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking mm-hmm. to, to Katie at U23 Worlds. He was out in Spain, and he spoke very highly of PJ, and he's coached a lot of good kids, so uh, I think that that speaks. He said PJ's a little different than Mm -hmm. even some of the really good kids. So, 
the way he turned on his neutral offense yeah. in the third period of what? the Super 32 finals was just like, it was just crazy. I mean, it was Isn't amazing. PJ Duke wrestling someone, going up and wrestling someone really good at some event in New York soon? Yeah, at Journeyman. Twitter. At Journeyman, he's going to wrestle. Um, uh, Lockett, uh, maybe. Was it Lockett? Yeah, Darian Lockett. Lockett's a 52-pounder. Ooh, so I did not see this. Yeah, that's a that's a great matchup. That's going to be awesome. Um, so, awesome. yeah. Heck yeah. not afraid to put it on the line? No, he's not. Nice. The second part of his question, if I remember correctly, I think was and it, he had it was more than more parts to his question. I know he well he had a two parter. He just off. rambled on about PJ for a minute and a half. Part one: How dare you? Part <laughs> two. Uh, I think, and then it randomly was just like, "How do you defend a Jonesy tilt?" Okay. <laughs> oh my god! You limp your arm out. Next question. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get to the next voicemail, Tyler. Hey, just calling in. Uh, I, I heard what you guys were talking about. Uh, Taylor versus Yazdani. I listened to the episode where you had Taylor on. Look, I, I'm a I'm an enormous uh, Penn State homer. I'm an enormous David Taylor fan. Um, at and, and even so, I, I don't I don't feel great about uh, ten more matches against Yazdani as if as if Taylor's going to walk through those matches now that he beat him badly one time. Um, I just don't think at that level of wrestling that's necessarily possible. I, I think uh, Sajulai and, and uh, Snyder, think of them. You know, does, does Snyder um, go to bed thinking that he's going to be the number two forever under Sajulai? I don't think so. I think Snyder goes to bed and thinks about how he's going to beat that time. So these guys, they, they need to do more concise question asking. I know, um, I know. Also, some people are calling in like from the outdoors with a lot of wind in the background <laughs> and people running around. I'm here them. in the great outdoors and I got a wrestling <laughs> question for you. It's it's so funny. Now all I can think about is what, what's, what's Sagilife's bedtime routine? Like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Did we make the assertion that uh, Taylor's going to get it easy or what? I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think he separated himself. Like, yeah. From here on out, I'm picking DT. Like, well, yeah, yeah, and especially like the way that David talks about the match with Yazdani, like, is it is for him one of the few matches on the planet that's worth like getting up for, and he knows he has to. It's, it's he's never going to take him lightly. It's not he doesn't. David is isn't a guy that thinks that way. I don't I don't believe. I, I believe he's just he is convinced like there are not very many guys on the planet that can go with me. This is one of them, and I got to be I got to be really ready. And yes. I don't 100%. think Yastani goes to bed thinking he's yeah. going to lose the David, but yes, I just think he is. <laughs> when Yastani's brushing his teeth. And you know, putting but on his PJs. PJs. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like I, I just, I don't think it matters what he thinks. I think David's just a better wrestler. And this guy calls himself a Penn State homer. I, I, yeah, I think those matches are always going to be competitive. But, but David this has last one wasn't he's, competitive, he's, really. He's well, yeah. David turned a corner for sure. But even, I, yeah. I, I guess I don't even mean necessarily like the score is competitive. But they're they're always going to be. Yeah, yeah, dog fights. Dog fights. For sure. Even if David does win by five or six points or whatever, which I'm not saying every match from here on out will be like that. You know, it could be two or three point match, but Yaznani's going to have to change some things because David definitely separated himself. And I think 
also slightly turned a corner mentally against yeah. him. Oh, one thing that that when David was on FRL a couple weeks ago that the wrestling fans didn't get to see, which was sad. His original setup where he had his like camera set up, the lighting ended up not being great, but in the background he has a couple frame singlets and one of them is the torn singlet from the Olympics, which is just like the coolest thing that's you could have great. on your wall. That's like nice. That's awesome. So when he is brushing his teeth, he might be walking right by that torn singlet and remembering that it's going to be a battle. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. The last question for today. We actually got a couple emails about this over the course of U23s. Um, and it was – they all just put down to how does Japan dominate so much at women's wrestling? I'm – I don't know. That's a great question. Someone should go explore. Is it? Do they have like a feeder system where they're going to crap ton of girls out? Uh, because it's funny because – they're not i mean they're not terrible at male wrestling but they're not like uh great or anything so why is it so much different i think my hypothesis uh this i don't know if it can be proven i don't think so but they invested very early in women's wrestling Mm -hmm. so they got a system down now where in the women's field is starting to catch up a little bit but still has not cut up and the level is still not equal to the men's field internationally they mm-hmm. get a lot of buy-in from a lot of girls and some of the best athletes in the country, like from a young yeah. age. These athletes are respected and like revered. Uh, they're thought very highly of. Like Olympic sports in Japan mean a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it's not like I think they're maybe put on a pedestal. Yeah. More it is interesting because, um, which makes you know, obviously, I... uh, yeah. a big part of it is uh, a lot of the other countries who are great at male wrestling don't push female wrestling to the same level, right? Iran, uh, Cuba, Russia, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. don't really have good women's teams at all. America has a really good women's team, but of of the other top wrestling powers, not a lot do. I, I think, a, yeah, a couple a couple things just you know global context wise help them one is that is that like the part of russia that's good at wrestling is is a muslim dominated part of russia and so women being in sports in general is is what much less likely same with iran um so that that muslim element is going to make it less likely that those high investment wrestling countries are going to push the women so that helps and then the other thing is that um you know women's wrestling the weight classes are are gonna oh that's a good they're, point they're, they're gonna, all small yeah the biggest weight class is is 70 76 kilos look japan doesn't dominate the like two or three most upper weights right like and, they do at the well, yeah weights, that's interesting like, because japan is actually i guess you would say if you say uh we'll say 70 kilograms and less mm-hmm. uh they're pretty damn good like yes. consistently good uh but then once you go above that it's pretty rare that if you good yeah if you took men's wrestling and you went yeah. and you went from like even like 74 kilos and below and you took out everybody from Dagestan and Ossetia and Iran, like Japan's jumps a ton. It's going to be on fire. Like they're there. It's Japan and the U S at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Great point. And, and so, and, and like women's wrestling, you know, heavyweight or whatever in quotes is 76 kilos. You think about like female athletes, like top female athletes, like in the WNBA or in whatever, like they're not going to be able to make that weight class. So it's, in men's wrestling, 
somebody that's that's a big athlete still has a, a place and and um yeah. globally like that can help so i think those two things help obviously their system is is also very very organized and is working well and i've seen some videos from like some of the women's academies or whatever in japan and it does seem like they have huge numbers tons of girls yeah. from very young age up so i think that's all part of it but like global context wise i think they have some some advantages yeah for sure they have a college i forget the name where most of the best women went to went to college mm. there it's like their penn state I would, I would have to look it up i can't remember the name of it off, off the top of my head but it's interesting too that they have that as well but that's how we're gonna wrap up Today that'll do it on a Let's fun go. week. Big weekend of wrestling. Yeah, that's Mizzou. right. Uh, they're they're wrestling on the softball field. We got some Ooh. open tournaments. Any other exciting duels? Yeah. The Wisconsin starting thing, committee card. Friday at like Oregon State Lehigh Saturday. Yeah, yeah starting State Friday at like six. Uh, I'm not gonna be doing too much sleeping from my couch. I don't think. That's right. When I so. go to bed, brush my teeth. It's gonna be after I watch. I'm thinking about college wrestling. That's right. And I hope you are, too. Have fun watching it this weekend. We'll be watching it along with you. See you Monday. Peace.